Hi, I'm Ryan North. I'm Lori Fungi. And I'm Sean Wilson. You're listening to CK Foster Family Matters, a production of CK Family Services. People united through God to enhance the physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being of at-risk children and families. Welcome back to Foster Family Matters. Thanks for for, uh, joining us for this bonus episode. You may be thinking to yourself, what? They've, They've released an episode a whole week early? Well, there's a special reason for that, isn't there, Ryan? Yes, there is. And what is that reason, Lori? It's Mother's Day. It's almost Mother's Day. Let's <laughs> let's let's not panic the men too much. All week. Let's not panic the men too much. You do still have a few days to. Uh, True story. Yes, and and the mom on the show is loving for Mother's Week. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. five seconds. There in. is nothing wrong with Mother's You're Week. You're right. To be clear, is Absolutely. it is it a seven day week celebration or a five day week celebration? Seven. She didn't say seven. I could. You should have said Ryan. Write down the number you think Lori's going to say. <laughs> Okay, hold on. Let's rewind that. Ryan, I'm just kidding. What is rewind? <laughs> Should be a so, month, actually. So, so why are we doing this bonus episode, guys? What are we talking about? Why, uh, why, why were we so inspired? Why did we feel it was so important to, uh, to put something out there uh, regarding Mother's Day? I think there's a lot of feelings mixed up in this holiday. Um, everything from, you know, we talked about the good, the bad, and the ugly, but but feelings as um, as a mom, if you have infertility, if you have kiddos in your home from the system, if you have bio kids, I mean, I think it just stirs a lot for the parents. But it, And I want to honor that in this talk, but I also want to widen our perspective on what does this look like for the kiddos. And I think it's really important that we um, cultivate some compassion and some empathy and some understanding of the difficulties of what it must be like to sit in classroom and be made to or expected to make cards for your mom Um, go into a church ministry or sunday school and create and draw a color a picture or make something for her Um, going into a grocery store and seeing cards and balloons specific for this holiday turning on the tv and seeing commercials about it i mean it's just a commercialized holiday that's broadcasted in a myriad of different ways and exposure to our kiddos that I think we don't, we're kind of either we're blinded to or we're numbed by or we're just not attuned enough into it to really acknowledge and see it for what it is. And this dawned on me, <clears throat> this dawned on me a couple years ago as um, as a child that had lost her mother through through death, through passing. My mom passed, we've talked about this, eight years ago and for the most part, in the eight years since that, Mother's Day was another holiday, and I would go through the motions, and being a mother was kind of a nice distraction. Um, but two years ago, I just really struggled, and I thought, man, God, thank you so much for opening my eyes to maybe what our kiddos in the system are experiencing, that they don't have the opportunity to celebrate their moms and to be in their arms and to hug and to hold on them. And yet the expectation is that they're supposed to celebrate and make things for them felt really uncomfortable and just downright sad to me. Yeah, so... Um, well, let me jump in here real quick and okay. just, just add a point of clarification. So when we're talking about in the system, and of course, if you've listened to any of our, pop, our uh, podcast episodes previously, you know, we, we talk about foster care 
and adoption. And, and that's the system that we're talking about. We have a wide audience uh, of folks uh, that may not necessarily be fostering children. Uh, kind of the context of what Lori was just talking about is kiddos that are, are temporarily or permanently may be removed from their biological family Correct. and experiencing all of those emotions and those feelings around this time of the year. So I'm sorry, Ryan, go ahead. No, 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 you're good. I, I think that, um, you know, this idea that, that good things can be bad things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Mother's Day is, is one of those days where that's really, really true because for kids in the system, um, you know, I know, or, or even uh, not in the system, right? So four of our six kids are adopted from foster care. And, and Mother's Day is typically pretty tough at our house because for, for, for my boys particularly, it's a reminder of the fact, uh, it's a reminder of a big loss, mm-hmm. right? And so all of the, all of the emotions and the thoughts um, that come with that all come to the surface on Mother's Day. And, you know, what we learned years ago, because my wife used to like doing pictures with her and the kids in blue bonnets on Mother's Day that we learned um, some years ago, that that just wasn't the way that was going to go. Mm. And uh, because to get some of our kids, um, you know, it, it, it was better last year than it was the year before. So that's good, right? It's evidence that there's healing happening. But I think we just have to be really, really, you know, I love that word attuned that you used. We really need to be attuned to our kids and understand what's going on and what they're experiencing because um, they're not trying to ruin Mother's Day. They're not, you know, and I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of, of this reductionist type thinking like, okay, well, they're trying to ruin Mother's Day. They're not. It's just a really, really difficult day for them. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, then I don't, and, it, and one of the things that was really hard for us to understand at first is no matter what happened in, in the child's home prior to removal, um, there is still some really, really positive thoughts and emotions towards towards their moms. Um, the second thing um, that I think is super important to remember is that um, if if there are emotional outbursts, the moms bear the brunt of that, right? So here's an example. In my house, I hate you, you're not my mom, is a phrase that has been uttered over the years and is has is, is real. I've never heard I hate you, you're not my father. Mm-hmm. You know, because because the kids don't have a memory of who that person is. Mm-hmm. And so I think when Mother's Day becomes hard, it really might even be the compounding of the previous 364 days of, of some of the difficulty because when the kids feel wounded and they lash out, it's always, in my, in my experience, it's generally in mom's direction. And so, well, and I think that connection of the loyalty you were talking about, right? Even in the pleasurable moments prior to the removal, the loyalty is never going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And even if we get to a point of adoption like you have, I, I think you still see this connection that your four kiddos have to their biological mother just merely for the sake of her of of that that woman being their primary caregiver from the very beginning they have that connection with the nine months in utero and then whatever ages until they were prior to the removal so so to think that someday that that loyalty is going to dwindle or or diminish or go away completely i think is doing all of us a disservice we need to honor the loyalty and, and 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 push into it and accept it that it's not going anywhere and i think that's the first step to being able to embrace anything that comes our way and and with that loyalty it makes a lot of sense to me that as a mother and as your wife is bearing the brunt because you're the closest thing to my mm. actual mother that that you get to be the vessel or unfortunately the punching bag some yep. days to all my hurt and my pain that I don't have the opportunity to direct it where it's maybe intended to be due yeah and I think 
I know, I know we've done this already in this episode, but I think it's really, really important to recognize, um, for me, um, it's important to recognize that being a foster mom and an adoptive mom um, is harder than being a foster dad and adoptive dad mm. in my experience. Mm. I do want to cl- clarify that that is my experience because so much of, of the difficult emotional things for the kids are centered around the relationship right. with the mother. And so, and so part of the processing of that, my wife now is, is a surrogate for, for that, right? Mm-hmm. She, she's a representation of that. And so, so much um, of the processing and the healing and making sense of it that's happened has had to involve her right. to a greater degree than it's involved me. Uh, and, and because of that, I think, you know, it's, it's just exhausting some days. I mean, just recognize that some days being a parent's just exhausting mm-hmm. like you go to you go to bed two hours earlier than you wanted to you wanted to do something after the kids went went to bed but you didn't do anything because you just didn't have it um a, a lot of a lot of those things while mother's day is a great day and moms should be celebrated and and all of those wonderful things i think it ends up being a hard day for a lot of our, our families um because i know that before before my wife kind of processed and understood these things the way she does now um, Mother's Day was, was probably not as much fun for her as it is now because she can at least at least um, understand where that place of woundedness is coming from mm-hmm. and, and, and then use that to the best of her abilities to make that a connection point for her. So instead of pushing the kids away when they're struggling, bring them in closer. And I think that it just has become a, actually a great day of healing in our family as opposed to one that just we got to the end of it and I, th- and I thought, Honey, I'm, I'm sorry the kids ruined, not thought, I said, honey, I'm sorry the kids ruined today for you. Uh, and she said, oh, you know, it's okay. Um, we don't have that conversation anymore right. because some healings happened, but we also recognize the day for what it is. So I have a similar or dissimilar. Um, is, so this, the sort of separation that the sort of separation that a child experiences in foster care where they're temporarily separated from their parents maybe prior to termination, right? And then you have a separation that is more, that is legally permanent, mm-hmm. and then that looks different depending on your circumstances. Some, sometimes uh, adoptive families and biological families are able to reconnect later and, and have some sort of connection there. Sometimes there's none. Sometimes mom and dad are, are, are gone. They're deceased. I mean, there's a, there's a spectrum here. But then also, so similar to similar that to the experience that a child has gone through divorce feels, where maybe uh, mom has moved to the other side of the country or dad moved to the other side of the country, and so there's a separation there for whatever reason, or, or maybe it's an emotional separation. Are, is, is it similar? Is, is it dissimilar? Um, are these the same sorts of issues? Is there, is there something for um, in what we're talking about in the context of foster care and adoption and kids experiencing Mother's Day that's similar to... Uh, children that have experienced divorce. I think you just encapsulated loss. Loss. Yeah, right? that's and exactly so the word is in my, yeah. There's just this interwoven fabric of everything that you were saying that mm-hmm. just took me to this place of loss. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's profound for each side that you are arguing, um, whether we have moms that we don't live with anymore that have passed away, like in my case, or that have we've been removed from because she wasn't able to keep me safe in that moment mm-hmm. or for many moments. Um, it's it's all about loss. And, and, and here, and I think the paradox of, of this day is this is supposed to be a day of celebration. And we're expecting our little ones to celebrate 
in spite of or despite their loss. And I think that's what feels most uncomfortable and unfamiliar to me is that rather than the expectation of celebration to embrace the loss um, in this day and as a mom, um, just for full transparency, there's a part that strokes my ego if there's a day that gets to celebrate me and I've done this I do this 365 days a year and here's one day where whether it's flowers or candy or cards or hearing my kids say happy mother's day the idea is that to put that aside um and and really open your eyes and your heart to the kiddos in your home or in your home for a reason and if they're kiddos from the system that reason was lost and if they're adopted, that reason was lost. And so the fact that you're their mother is something definitely to be celebrated. Um, find friends and celebrate it within yourself or your spouse to celebrate you. But I really encourage us to lower the bar of expectation that our kids are going to celebrate that in us. Yeah. No, I love, I love the, the loss because I was thinking um, the same thing. And, you know, when you talk about the, uh, the ACEs, right, there's abuse, neglect, and household dysfunction. And one of those those indicators in the household dysfunction is divorce. Mm. And I think sometimes we, we tend to undervalue how divorce impacts children. I, mean, I think the research says that a child whose parents are divorced before the age of, of, of four years of age and younger, they're twice as likely to have a stroke as somebody whose parents were still married at that point. Wow. Right? And I think that we, in, in trauma circles, um, trauma circles, that sounded weird, mm. uh, but like in adoption and foster care, you're in the child welfare industry, particularly mm-hmm. um, because when we think of, of, of foster care, we typically think of abuse or neglect as the reasons that children come into foster care. And so we become, um, for lack of a better term, abuse and neglect centric and under, tend to undervalue some of the other things. And, you know, I absolutely agree with Lori that, that, that loss is loss mm-hmm. and, and the children struggle with that um, so much. And then we have to embrace the inherent grief and loss of adoption. I think we just have to embrace it. And, 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 and instead of, uh, and this is hard. I mean, these are decisions you have to make. Right. And, and instead of being wounded by, by how the day goes, you know, choose to see that as an opportunity to actually build a stronger relationship with your child. Actually see that as an opportunity for some healing for your child. Because we do talk openly about our kids' birth parents as much as we know. We don't shun their questions about it. Sometimes they want to talk about it. Sometimes they don't want to talk about it. O- oddly enough, we talked about it with one of my sons briefly yesterday. Mm. Uh, it came up not in the context of Mother's Day, but in the context of actually processing um, your history and making sense of your past. And so, you know, I feel like um, we shunned that a lot early on, but we learned that was a mistake because we thought if we just spoke about Okay, let me just be as vulnerable as I can. If we could pretend like, like, like everything started the moment you arrived at my house, everything was okay, mm-hmm. and then you would these memories right. of these people would fade, and I wouldn't, we wouldn't mm-hmm. have competition. So true. But the truth of the matter is, um, we need to, you know, lean into it, embrace it, because that's part of the kids processing. That's yes. right. And and if they're able to process and make sense of it, um, all of a sudden, um, while Mother's Day might not be the happiest day in the world for everybody. I felt like last year was at least there wasn't any point in, in the day when I wanted to tell the children, you're ruining Mother's Day, quit it. You know, success, uh, success, improvement. Uh, it is. I mean, I, I think we move the needle. I mean, you'll hear me say this anytime I have a platform is that is that our binary thinking in our culture mm. re- really is doesn't serve us at all. You know, right. you're good or you're bad. You know, you're with us or you're against us or your childhood was tragic 
or a fairy tale. Well, that's not true. All of us had childhoods that were somewhere in the continuum between tragic and fairy tale. And if we, um, we, do, we do everybody a disservice by having binary thinking on these things because we never, ever actually celebrate the, the progress that we're actually making. You know, and piggybacking on the, the mindset of, or the misnomer of thinking that our kids are better off once they're, they walked in the door, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a really universal misnomer that if we're going to be really honest with ourselves, many of us um, tend to set up, set up camp in that terms of thinking. And I think even furthermore that maybe we even have some judgment or some blaming towards the biological family because you've done this or because you didn't do this, you no longer have the child, your children in your care. And I think mother's day to really challenge my moms out there. This is a great opportunity for you to do one of two things because we have already, we we've already confirmed that the, the loyalty is there with our kiddos and their biological parents, specifically their biological moms, that we honor their moms on this day in some way for their sake, that we put that judgment aside, that we put that blaming aside. And we, we say to our kiddos, your mom did something really, really amazing. And that was brought you into this world so that I get to love on Mm. you. And in the same breath, honoring that birth mom, because without her, you wouldn't have your little ones. Yeah, and, and I think to add to add to that, Lori, um, sometimes we think, well, um, we're not going to bring it up because right. we don't want our kids to think about it. Our kids are thinking about it. Hands down. Right. Yeah, the, the, you, you're not planning an idea. What you're saying to them is this is a safe place to talk about your feelings. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I've, I've seen my wife say to, to, to our boys, um, and the reason I keep referencing our boys is because our daughter, we have an open adoption. Um, with her birth mother, so we actually get to talk to her on Mother's Day, see her on Mother's Day some of the time, and um, so that's really good for her healing. But our boys don't, and so um, and so my wife will say, "Hey, I know you're thinking about your birth mom today. I know you miss her. Do you want to talk about it?" Mm. And sometimes I say no. Sure, but it's at least the invitation. At least they that's heard it. her say, "I care enough about you." To put my feelings aside and talk about yours. And, and your so, thoughts matter here. Yeah. And so I think that's been really integral to the healing that's happened in our home with our sons. Um, because we have, you know, we've done the hard work. And some days you just have to, as an adult, say, how you know, this sucks. But that doesn't matter that my feelings are hurt. Right. We're going to do what's right by the kiddos. Because um, that that is the thing that if you will consistently do that that you will see changed behaviors in your home and and, mm-hmm. and changed behaviors come out of healing and we don't get to a place of healing if we can't deal with the stuff that's that, that that's the root of our wounds yeah you talked about expectations you used that word and 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 i think that and expectations set us up for disappointment so yep. frequently regardless of mother's day or christmas or birthdays or you know, traffic on the way to work. It doesn't matter. It seems like I'm consistently setting my expectation higher than the reality ends up rolling in at. Um, and if, if you've got a set of circumstances where you have a child that you're parenting and, and you, there's, there's a competing parent for that day, right? Whether, uh, whether it's a, uh, you know, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, a, a bonus mom or a situation, biological mother, you know, adopted parent, foster parent, you name it, whatever it is. Um, what if, what if we started the trend? Because we were having this conversation before, before the episode started. So my birthday is on December 22nd. 
which means that I compete with the baby Jesus <laughs> every single year for the last 45 years um, for attention on, on and around my That's birthday. Right. And, and I was kind of casually joking that, that we've I feel just... feel like we're about to have therapy here. <laughs> we are. <laughs> we've collectively... Lori's like, oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've collectively, we've collectively, as a, as at some point, I, I apologize for not knowing the exact you know, way that this was arrived at, but we, we, there's no birth certificate. We don't know that Jesus was born on December 25th, you know, of, of whatever. Um, it was, it was decided upon. Yeah. Most likely based on some sort of evidence, but but it was decided. Most likely upon. September actually is what most people think because of you know the shepherds having new lambs in the field or whatever. Thanks for saving me on that one, right? Yeah. So, but but Mother's Day, like at some point, some human somewhere said today's the day. Today's the day we're going to honor mothers, right? Right. And we've all collectively just decided this is the day. And and to Lori's point, you're your mom 365 days of the year, right? Right. And. And, and I'm not suggesting that we don't set aside a day for mom, but does it have to be May 12th this year? Like, allow allow the child to experience whatever they're experiencing with their separated parent, their, the, the parent that they're, they're experiencing loss from yeah. on the day that the rest of the world is. And Can set I try aside, to make sense of your story? Set aside Lori Day, Right. Instead of instead of Mother's Day, let's have Lori Day. Let's have in my situation, let's have Adrian Day. I think we may do this. Don't listen to this episode, honey, until oh, after or at least ignore it. everything <laughs> I've heard up until this point. <laughs> oh, go ahead, Ryan. That's no, 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 no. I was I, I was I was listening to you to you there, and and what I heard, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. What I heard you say was um, not just that we should celebrate Mom every day. But that we should also allow our children to experience their feelings every day on the subject of their birth mothers. Yeah, so you're nodding. Yes. Sorry, that doesn't. That doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't I'm, I'm, okay. I'm looking at the cameras today. That doesn't translate well on that on the yeah. audio only podcast. Does it? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, good. You know, I think that I think that's great. I think that's abs- absolutely true. And I think um, that that along along those those lines, I think that we should. Also, make sure that our expectations are uh, are in check every day, mm. not just on the big days. That's right. Um, because um, sometimes people get confused and think that when we say you should have appropriate expectations, they mean think that means no expectations. Mm-hmm. But we really mean appropriate expectations. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example of that 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 I think will make sense to you, Sean. Hopefully, it makes sense to everybody listening. Um, Sean Wilson loves coffee. True. Um, he, he does. like like he goes to one. There's one specific. He's drinking it now. Yeah, he gets goes to one specific coffee shop that buys like its bean its beans on the leeward side of a mountain in Ethiopia or something. He roasts his own beans. <laughs> this is true. I'm serious. Like he only buys beans from like one coffee shop that Guilty. gets it from some region in Ethiopia. I think is that the right country? I do prefer Ethiopian beans. Yes. Why don't you yeah. have a podcast about that? And so he I'm roasts his beans. Go. Okay. Okay. And then he comes into work every day and he makes a half a pot of coffee. If I expect Sean Wilson to make half a pot of coffee, to take two cups, pour one for himself and one for me, and walk it over the hallway and put it on my desk, I will be a very disappointed man every day. But if I have the expectation that if I go into Sean's office and I say, hey, man, can I bump some coffee today? Which every time I say that, he says, yeah, it's fine. Have some coffee. Um, I, I still end up. I, I still want coffee, 
but but my expectation of how I get the coffee in my hands is vastly different. Absolutely. One expectation, um, and not to say that Sean wouldn't offer a coffee, and I know that, and I, and I hope that this is now him going, I'm going to take coffee to him one of these days. <laughs> well, I, I am also a coffee evangelist, so I might walk across the hall, but uh, but I'm also lazy, so no. maybe not. <laughs> my only point in that, in that story is, is that if I have appropriate expectations about the Sean Wilson roasted coffee beans, I will actually get to enjoy the delicious coffee. But if I have inappropriate expectations, because right. it turns out his job at CK is not just to make coffee. He actually does other stuff during the day. I know he has three monitors in his office, <laughs> right? And so Always going at all times. Yeah. Yeah, so um, so I think appro- expectations are good, but appropriate expectations are better. Absolutely. And we have to have those. And um, the expectation that your son's not thinking or daughter is not thinking about their birth family, and that, uh, and even if they say, I don't want to talk about it, that's okay mm-hmm. because that may or may not be true. Hmm. But, you know, But at least they know that if they do want to talk about it, it's okay. And so uh, I think you're kind of preaching to the choir because there are as a woman, big is the choir? it's big, <laughs> wow, <laughs> very large. Wait, are we In talking the, like an adult choir or children's? Is this like a boys' choir? No, with no, like it's the like high this that, choir we wrote. I mean. It's like the Trans Siberian Boys Choir. Wow, <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Is that a thing? <laughs> I feel like it is. Look for an affiliate link below for the Trans Siberian Boys Choir or um, or an airplane that, ticket. <laughs> This expectation as a woman, and I, I feel as though I have sisters out there listening, it's similar to Valentine's Day and Mother's Day, right? What am I going to get? What are we? Is my mm. husband going to come in with, with flowers and chocolate and dinner reservations? Are my kids going to come in with cards and handmade um, presents and gifts to me, right? Yeah. We tend to do this, and, and for women, we tend to do this as well. And Valentine's Day, I think, just personally is a stupid holiday in that show me any other day right but maybe you men as i wish you could see them honey look i'd like at each to just go on record as saying that i love valentine's day and i love you <laughs> and i love you every too. day and i every. said that you need a day to tell her right <laughs> <laughs> so to, to your point we tend to actually not make a big deal about valentine's yeah. day in our in our home because of, of exactly what you're saying yes yeah and so that it's um the expectation is there i think this just comes really natural because of our own humanness yep. so it's one thing to say yes it's there but it's another thing to t- say i'm going to take ownership of it and i want to make may i want to do what i can to not put that expectation out there or set that bar too high and so when we do that i think just in this journey as a whole not necessarily on this day of mother's day in this celebration but in our journey we can find ourselves handling situations better and and not having opportunities of disappointment and resentment and bitterness mm, that comes good. from when the coffee wasn't delivered to your office. No, no bitterness or resentment, especially no bitterness with Wilson roasted okay. coffee. Yeah, no. If it's if it's bitter, something's gone terribly wrong. <laughs> so we're coming near the end of our time. Uh, this has been, I think, a great uh, topic, and and we're going to release this as a bonus episode. You can expect to to get another episode from us uh, a weekend. So uh, don't worry; you won't have to wait two weeks from from this one going out to to, to hear our our wonderful uh, musings uh, again. And dulcet tones. And dulcet tones. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Dulcet. Um, <laughs> let's let's wrap it up. Who wants to go first? Moms out there, moms to be, moms wanting to be, moms not yet. Um, all of you amazing women out there, I just want to pour into you and share some love via the airwaves that you are seen and heard and understood. Um, I, I, I champion behind you and know that this day can can be a myriad of different feelings. It can be a roller coaster. And I just ask that 
you um you put your kiddos first as you have every 364 days other than this um, especially if you have ones with trauma background that you can can put their feelings first and, and open an opportunity for them to to share their loss and their mourning of what this day may bring um, and, and be mindful that, that this day does get to be about you. So in the same breath, I hope and pray that you find some reprieve and restoration that you um, can feel and experience the appreciation for all your hard work and for who you are and everything that you you do i understood most of what you said (laughs) (laughs) just gonna confess that up front no i'm teasing um i want to add two things if i may sean one is that um and we didn't really talk about this very much um and laurie kind of alluded to it um, with her own experience but but we have to recognize as as mothers and fathers on mother's day and particularly obviously the context of this being mother's day that that it might be hard for us for the adult because it might be it might be a reminder that you don't get to see your mom right. on Mother's Day and things like that. And I think that we need to not hide our feelings. I think we need to lean into our feelings. And so my closing thoughts uh, are for, for the dads on Mother's Day. And number one is that is that Mother's Day uh, is potentially a great day and it's also potentially a difficult day for, for your wife. And be sensitive to that for all of the reasons that that might be true. Mm. And also remember that until your children have jobs and their own money, um, you have to celebrate your wife as if she's your mother. Let's not forget that, fellas. That's 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 the best <laughs> advice I got in the last thirty minutes. That is practical. That is that is rubber meets the road practicality. When in right doubt, there. buy the flowers and the card and that's right. Mm-hmm, and the candy. Yes, yeah, all yeah. of it. Yes, my my sixteen month old will be purchasing something for her mother. So. <laughs> she's amazing. She's amazing. She has access Savant. to my, all of my funds. So she yeah. But uh, does she Uber to the store? She just Amazon it. <laughs> She puts it on her card too. She takes control of my hand and and <laughs> and my brain and and she does it remotely that way. I love it. So um, so my closing is just just thank you. Uh, thank mm-hmm. you. You know, um, kind of my big thing is is not being uh, and, and not that any of us are on, on this day, but uh, you know don't 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 feel like you're a victim of your circumstances. Uh, you're you're all mothers because you've chosen to be mothers on, on one level or another, and I, and for that choice, I want to say thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, you could you could have chosen differently, and and you didn't. And and without mothers, none of us would be here. Come on now. Um, Amen. So uh, thank you to my mother in particular, and thank you to my wife. See what I did there? Oh, did there. way to plug that. And, uh, and, 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 and to my mother-in-law, because without you, my lovely wife wouldn't be here. Amen, brother. Um, there's a lot of things to go around on yep. Mother's Day, and I think, I think for me, that's, that's what I hope to convey to, to the women in my life. Is uh, I'm just so grateful for the sacrifices that you make on a, on a consistent basis and, and uh, you know, putting up with, with, with my bumbling about... Uh, and uh, uh, mindless uh, intentionality uh, occurs more frequently than I'd like. But mm-hmm. Thank you so much for, for everything that you do for all of us. Um, on that note, guys, I think we're going we're gonna to wrap it up. We'll, we'll call this one an episode and, and say goodbye to everybody. Enjoy your Mother's Day. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you next time. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mama's Day. Bye.